Dear Believers, Happy Resurrection Day. Happy Easter. He is risen. I love this day. This is the most important day in the Christian religion. More important than the birth of Christ even is the day he fulfilled his promise and rose again. Glory to the Lord. I wanted to share with you guys today um, a recording from this week. I was blessed enough to be uh, allowed to talk about Holy Week with my church. Um, it's not perfect. There's a, there's a lot of little details that I, I left out. But what I did with this is I attempted to walk through from Palm Sunday to the Resurrection Day and a little bit beyond um, to just recap and explain what was going on each day. Um, how it all played out that last week or so, the last 10 days or so, um, that the Lord was with us in the flesh. I can't express to you how much I love this time of year. Um, this is the by far the most special holiday to me. So I want to share this with you. I hope that you enjoy it. I hope that it blesses you and whoever listens to it, get something out of it. Um, it's totally safe for the kids. I didn't get too gruesome. Um, so everybody can listen to it. Okay. Um, hopefully you'll listen to it and enjoy it, you know, before your Sunday service or after or, or anytime. But, uh, also, at the end of this, I was asked to bring back the original recordings of the uh, the Bluegrass Gospel at Heart songs. You know, the ones that were recorded at the revivals that, you know, you could hear people praising God in it uh, instead of the, the clear recording. So just let me know what y'all want <laughs> one way or the other. I don't mind sharing them. Uh, if you want it, the clear audio from the CD... That's fine. I'll do that. If you want the uh, the way they the way they asked for it, but they said the one with the it had more soul that way. If you want the original recordings, we'll do these. But for this week, we're doing the church service recordings. All right. So I love you, and God bless, and happy Easter. story that we all know already it's a uh, it's not like it's really a lesson you know it's just sharing the story of, of Jesus's last week you know with us before he ascended so we all know the the general way how it went but there's a lot of little details that I wanted to pull out and share and if I could get some some help with it whenever we get to like uh, where he fulfills a prophecy if I give you the the book, chapter, and verse, somebody could read that, Amen. and we'll just go through it like that. Because 
there's a lot of work that he did in that last week. Yes, yeah. I, want, I want to make sure we hit on all that too. Amen. Praise the Lord. So also the timeline, when I go through it, I'm going to try to tell you guys what each day is as we go through each day, what, what's going on on that time. Their timeline is going to be a little bit different than what we practice today. Like Sabbath really went from Friday evening at sunset until Saturday evening, an hour past sunset. So like their Sabbath was a 25-hour period. You know, it's kind of weird how that worked out. You know, and this is going through Passover, you know, through the feast and everything else. So it's the timeline is going to be a little weird, but I'm going to try to make it as close to what we, you know, what we have and what we recognize each day as. Okay. All right. I've got 35 pages of notes. Here. So, <laughs> I, I made it a little fast on the Valentine's Day. You know, I went on, on that one. It was like 30 minutes. So this will kind of make up for it, bro. <laughs> Bless you, Lord. All right. Bless you, God. Thank you. Starting off on Palm Sunday. That was last week on Sunday. Yes. Okay? Okay. Or, or this five days ago, Sunday. As Jesus approached Jerusalem, they stopped at Bethany, which is a town just outside of Jerusalem, up by the Mount of Olives. And he told two of his disciples to go out ahead into the city and grab the donkey with her colt. Mm-hmm. And he told them where to find it, who would be there, what they'd say. Yeah. You know, he just, he knew. Yeah. And so they went, it was just like they said. Yeah. Okay. So they, they brought the, the donkey and colt with him, and he rode in on the donkey to fulfill a prophecy in Zechariah, Chapter 9, verse 9. So if somebody would want to read just that, we'll see what that prophecy was that he fulfilled. It's real simple. Zechariah, what you say again? Zechariah 9, 9. Zechariah 9. It says, I rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, hallelujah, lowly and riding upon an ass upon a colt, the foal of an ass. Very good. <laughs> so the prophecy said that he was going to come riding on the colt of a donkey. Yes. Um, when Jesus got to the city gates, you know, he wept yeah. inside of the city. Yes, he did. He wasn't crying because he came to die. No. He cried because his people are missing their chance. Come on, bro. That's you know, right. he's there. God is there. Yes. And and they're rejecting him, and he knows that this is their opportunity for peace. Yes. You know, and it just broke his heart. Yes. Um, along the path, he's met by believers, you know, that, that are coming out to greet him. Yes. Uh, all the people that live there, they know Lazarus, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's on. not like we, we look at the Lazarus or like he rose from the dead. But he lived with them after that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. So like they're seeing, you know, one of these miracles of Christ every day. Yeah. So they're they're thrilled to have him back, you know. Yeah. So he comes in and they start laying down their jackets, um, you know, on the dirt road so that so that the colt don't walk on dirt. You know, they start cutting down palm branches and laying them down, and that's why they call it Palm Sunday. Because yeah. he come in that way. Yeah. And they they paved the road with their own garments and with the palm branches. Amen. Amen. <laughs> When he come in, the people were shouting, Hosanna, son of David. Yeah. Hosanna is a, it's like a, a celebration expression. It's a Hebrew term. But what it literally means, according to what I was looking up, Hosanna 
means save us. So these people that are coming out, they're saying, save us, son of David. Amen. You know, king the most high, yes. save us. And, the and that's how they were praising him. Yeah. And the Pharisees heard all the commotion and stuff, and they, they come out to stop it. You know, tell them to keep it down. Jesus, and Jesus told them, if I told them to be quiet, the stones will cry out. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you because you God is going to get praised that way. You know what I mean? This is it. He's going to get his. Amen. So he goes on in, and he goes uh, straight into the temple, and he starts healing the blind, you know, healing the lame, yeah. doing his thing, you know, doing miracles. And the children are running in, celebrating, Hosanna, son of David. And so the Pharisees again say, do you hear what these kids are calling you? Yeah. You stop that. And that's when he gives them, you know, out of the mouth of babes, yeah. which is another prophecy if anybody wants to go to Psalms 8 chapter or chapter 8 verse 2 Psalm 8 8 2 from the mouth of infants and nursing babes you have established strength because of your adversaries to make the enemy and the, re the revengeful cease there you go Amen. and if you see what he's doing already He's when he's confronted by the adversary. What does he? He don't fight by you know jumping off that colt and slapping him or anything. Yeah. He fights him with scripture. Yeah. All the time. And that's exactly yeah. how he resisted the devil yeah. in Matthew four, ain't it? Yeah, amen. <laughs> so yeah. it, it's that's, it that's, that's yeah. what we have as our weapon. Yes. Yeah. That's our sword of the spirit. Yeah, amen. Okay. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. All right. Now that evening he went back to Bethany. So this is Sunday evening. And he took the 12 with him, and they spent the night out there. And I was just I was just thinking about how that had to feel, you know, the emotions. He's looking at them. You know, he's spending his last few days with them. They still have no clue what he means. No. They have no clue yeah. what he's talking about, that he has to go without them, and that they can't go, and that he has to be raised up. They have no clue what this means. No. Amen. Amen. But he does. Yes. You know, so everything, all that reality is right there, all that tension. And so the next day on Monday... They called Sunday Palm Sunday. Monday, they just referred to it as Holy Monday. Okay, it's the first day. They're leaving Bethany. Jesus was hungry, and he spotted a fig tree. Okay? It was all leaves. It was pretty and bushy, but there was no fruit. It was actually out of season. But when Jesus got up to the tree wanting a fig, and there were none, he cursed the tree. And he said, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And it withered up. And to me, that is kind of like he was living out a parable. But he was, uh, what he was doing, he was about to judge a generation. Because these Pharisees, they're all pretty, they're all leaves, they're all bushy, but there's no fruit. You know, they're not doing anything. Yeah. So he's going in there to judge them, mm -hmm. just like he cursed that fig tree. And, and his disciples got to see that. Yeah. Um, so he, he took a moment with them about that fig tree a little later. We'll, we'll talk about that again. But on this day and Tuesday and a little bit on Wednesday, Jesus ain't playing around with them anymore. Uh, he comes in there. He is bold. He knows that he's not leaving. So he lets them have it. You know, he tells them just flat out how it is. And this is why I think people talk about wanting to be strong or tough. There's nobody tougher than Jesus. Amen. <laughs> I mean, he's like Amen. he's the original rebel, you know. Yeah. 
these people that he's going to argue with, uh, we're going to get into, these Pharisees on, and the scribes, which the scribes are like lawyers, yeah. okay? They're, uh, they, they know the law, but the law is Judaism. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. it all ties in together. It's like a theology. Yeah. So they, their religion and their, their politics are the same thing. Yeah. So everybody he's talking to is basically like he's talking to governors and mayors and councilmen as well as you know the priests yeah. you know so it's all all lumped in the same thing so when he lets one of them have it he's pretty much burning every bridge he could have yeah Praise the, Lord. Um, the timeline gets a little bit blurred for monday and tuesday parts of wednesday wednesday <coughs> i don't have a lot on it so when we get there it's gonna be real short yeah. um but he comes to the temple and when he comes to the temple on monday he throws out Everybody that's buying and selling. Yeah. This is when he overturns the tables of the money changers and the bankers. He even grabs the chairs that they're sitting on to sell the sacrificial doves, <laughs> flips their chairs over. And Lord. then he don't let anybody come in carrying any of the goods. He, he shuts it down. And the reason why is he touches on it. There's two more <laughs> that he uh, yes, two more prophecies. If you go to the it's gonna be in Isaiah fifty six verse seven. But it's really just the last line of that verse. So it's Isaiah 56, 7. I got it. Go ahead. Even them I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, you're, that's good. Yeah. And their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, <clears throat> for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. That's right. The Lord God. So, so that's why you say that this is supposed to be a house of prayer. Yes. You know, they're calling it a house of prayer. He said, but what you've turned it into is a Jeremiah 7 11. Yes. If, that's, if you want to go to Jeremiah 7 11, you can read that one. Jeremiah 7 11. Yeah. It's supposed to be a, a house of prayer. I got it. Go ahead. Is this house which is called by my name become a den of robbers in your eyes? Behold, even I have seen it, saith the Lord. Amen. Mm. <laughs> so he said it's supposed to be a house of prayer, but you've made this a den of robbers. Yeah. You know, you're taking these people's money. And he well, gets into that too. It, it's amazing. I mean, yeah. just when you look at everything that he spoke, yeah, this word. Right. You could you could not write a book today and tie in <laughs> all these little details. Yeah. Word. Later on, yeah, it's just you can tell by by these prophecies. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. That this is divine. This yeah. is the word of God. It really is the word of God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Praise um, the Lord. And I'm I use a little cheat actually because what this is, I've compiled or I've I've used aids to compile all the gospels. So this is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John kind of lumped in together, mixed up to tell one seamless story because they all had their own perspective. Yeah. I was trying to do that on my own, <laughs> no. uh, but that uh, the series, The Chosen, they made a devotional, like a 40-day devotional that is the blended gospel, and so about 80 pages of it is pretty much this, so I went through that, and then I backed it up, and I looked through scripture, and I looked online to verify everything, but I, I kind of cherry-picked and streamlined it as much as I could, but how do you really weed out the Word of God? <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I tried. So that's, that's where all this comes from. So if you're like, where is that at? It's in one of the four. It's in one of the four Gospels. 
Um, okay. So when he kicked everybody out, called them a den of robbers, that's when the chief priests and the scribes started plotting to kill him because he's messing with their money. He's messing with what they've got going on, and they were afraid of him. But at this point, even the Greeks that were living around there, they come up and they said they wanted to see him. Yeah. You know, they wanted to meet Jesus. And he's, that's when Jesus says that the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Amen. So he does something pretty bold here. He, uh, he goes on to say, Now my soul is troubled. What should I say? Father, save me from this hour. That's why I came to this hour. So Father, glorify your name. And then God spoke from heaven. And he said, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, some of the people who heard it had to hold on to their unbelief, and they said, oh, that was thunder. Yeah. Other people were saying, those were angels. That was, that was an angel of the Lord. I, I heard it. You know, and Jesus told them that you know, this wasn't for him. It was for them to hear so, so they would know that now is the time of judgment. Yeah. So this is where you make your decision. Which side are you on? Come on, bro. You know. Come on. And uh, you know the people that thought it was thunder. Those are the unbelievers. You know that. What can you do? That's the voice of God. But it is what it is. And the unbelievers, they were actually fulfilling another prophecy <laughs> by not believing. Yeah. Um, there's a couple, couple more to look at. Both of them were in Isaiah. One was Isaiah 53, verse one. Do y'all like doing it like that? Or yeah. Do you want me to just read it? No, that's good. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, what did you say about what? Isaiah 53, 1. Sure. Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Amen. 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 So who's going to believe it, right? And the other one is also Isaiah 44, 18. They have not known nor understood, for he hath shut their eyes that they cannot see, and their hearts that they cannot understand. Amen. 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 Wow. Now, Jesus, throughout his life, he fulfilled over 300 prophecies. And we're not going to go over all 300 of those today. <laughs> There's only a handful more, really, probably. Well, maybe along the way here that we're going to go into. Uh, and many of these people, the Pharisees and Sadducees even, they believed him. Yeah, they believed in him, but they were so afraid that they'd be banned from going to the synagogue. Yeah. They'd lose their positions, so they just kept their mouth shut. And that's making a choice, you know? Yes, yes, amen, amen. Um, so again, they just overnighted at the Mount of Olives. They stayed out there every night. So Tuesday morning comes around, and they called Tuesday Fig Tuesday. So you had Palm Sunday, Holy Monday, Fig Tuesday. And this is because that morning they go out, Peter spotted that fig tree and he said, that tree that you cursed is withered up. Excuse me. And so Jesus took that opportunity to discuss faith. Um, that if you have faith and you don't doubt, you'll not only be able to do something like this, but you can say to that mountain, go into the sea and it'll, it'll hop into the sea. Yeah. Um, when you pray, believe that you have received it, and it will be given to you. So when you pray, forgive others 
so God can forgive you. Amen. So it does us no good to pray for what we want if we still, you know, are holding something back in our hearts. We have we have to seek that forgiveness first. Yes, sir. So again, they're back in Jerusalem. This is Fig Tuesday. Uh, things get a little hot. He's challenged by the Sanhedrin this time. It's another sect of the Jewish people. There's you know, the, the, the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin, the Sadducees. The Sanhedrin's like the chief priests. Yeah. And uh, Jesus tripped them up in their questioning. You know, they were asking him questions, and he just starts dropping hammers. You know, hammers of truth. Yeah. So he tells, like, while he's in there, the parable of the two sons, where the one son says, no, I ain't going to go do that. I don't want to do what you're telling me to do. And then he goes and does it anyway. Yeah. And then the other one is like, yeah, Dad, yeah, no problem. I'll go do that. And then he does nothing. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. And so he asked them, you know, which one's doing the Father's will? And then he told them to their face that tax collectors, which were the scum of the earth, yeah. and prostitutes will see heaven before you do. Mm. Wow. And I thought when I read that, he's probably talking about Matthew and Mary Magdalene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people said that she was like, you know, in the house of ill repute and whatnot. Yeah. But that's a pretty hard dig to give somebody that's a chief priest. Yeah. You know? Because they believed John. You know, they, they went by that word and these Sanhedrin didn't. Yeah. So they're they're looking the part, but they're not doing the part. <laughs> and then you get the, the the parable of the wedding feast, about many invited and a few chosen. That's in Matthew 22. I'm not going to get real deep into that one. Um, he does the parable of the vineyard. And this one's pretty bold, too. Um, it's about the landlord. He leased out his vineyard for use by a bunch of farmers, right? And he trusted his vineyard to these farmers. Yeah. And then after a while, he sent somebody to collect some of the fruit. And they beat him, kicked him out. Yeah. So then he sends someone else, and they beat him. And they send someone else, and they kill him. And he does this over and over until finally he sends his son. And so the farmers say, let's kill his son and steal his inheritance. And so that's what they do. They kill the son. And then he asks them, what do you think that father's going to do when he comes? Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, he's going to utterly destroy these farmers. And he's like, yeah, no kidding. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's funny you say that. Um. So then they tried to te- catch him up in a question about taxes, and he asked them, you know, whose face is on the on the currency? And they said Caesar. So he's like, well, give him Caesar. Yeah. You know, I'm paraphrasing really bad, yeah. but uh, he he makes no big deal out of it. So they can't pin him down. You know, they're trying to get him in trouble. Yeah. They're trying to find ways to be crooked and just catch him up. So then the Sadducees, um, they're not like they're their own sect of people. They asked him about the resurrection. The Sadducees don't even believe in the resurrection. No. But they asked him about the woman who gets married seven times. You guys know that one? Where she's she's married to this guy, and he's got six brothers. He dies. So in Jewish tradition, she's the responsibility of the next brother. And that goes on every time. Every brother dies, and so she's married, all seven brothers. And so they're asking, where in the resurrection, who does she who does she go with? You know? And he tells these people, these Sadducees, these chief priests, that not only do they not know Scripture, that they don't know the power of God. You know, that when you're resurrected, you're like the angels. You're not given in marriage, you know. So he just shut them down. And when he did that, the Sadducees backed off. 
at that time. You know, they, they didn't come after him anymore with questions. Now, they're going to be part of the clan that comes after him, but yeah. they, got they got afraid because he called them out. Yeah. The Pharisees saw that, and they took another shot. And all of this is going on while Jesus is in the temple that he just cleared out, you know, the day before. So the way I was picturing it, and I could be wrong, but I picture it like he's answering these questions while he's still healing these people that are blind. You know, he's still healing the lame. Because John was talking about how all the miracles that Jesus performed, there's not enough books in the world that can contain it. Amen. So he's got to be constantly at work. Amen. You know, as long as he's right. awake, Amen. he's got to be working. Yes, he is. So, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but this is how I kind of picture it. Because I'm trying to make this as real as I can in my mind. Yeah. It's like, what's going on? This is his last week, you know, as a man. Yeah. Um, so the scribe, a scribe, one of the lawyers, they come up with a question for him. They're experts at the law. Um, so they ask him, what is the greatest commandment? Does everybody remember what the greatest commandment is? Anybody want to say it out loud so I don't have to? <laughs> to love God first, right? Yes. Above all. Yes. And the second commandment? Love your neighbor as Yep, love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. That's Matthew 22 also. Uh, verse 36 through 40. And all the law and all the prophets depend on those those rules. That's it. Amen. So Jesus flipped the questions and asked them, whose son is the Messiah going to be? You know, who's going to be this? Whose son is the Messiah going to be? And they said, David's. You know, that's where they get son of David. And he asked them, he said, well, how, when David, who's inspired by the Holy Spirit, how does he refer to the Messiah as Lord if it's his own child? You know? he, he's not putting his own child above. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he kind of stumped him with one of those kind of questions too. And then he goes all in. This is my favorite part. If you're going to have a favorite part, <laughs> it's like when he goes through this, I kind of understand why they were like, kill him. Because uh, this is where he says the eight woes. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him or what, but he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. Yeah. You shut the door to the kingdom out of, he of heaven in people's faces, and nobody goes in. Yeah. You devour widows' homes and say long prayers for show, and you'll receive harsher, harsher judgment. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You travel all over to make a convert. And then you make him two times more a child of hell. But when, when they do get him in, they just corrupt him. He says, Woe to you, blind guides, for thinking that an oath offering binds more than the actual oath. That what they're laying there for sacrifice, you know, their burnt offerings or whatever, they worry more about what you're putting on that altar than the oath you're making to God. And he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, because you tithe with a tenth of mint, of dill, of cumin, all their, their spices, yeah. but you neglect justice and mercy and faithfulness. Amen. Woe to you, you scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup, but you neglect the inside that's full of greed and self-indulgence. Mm. So it looks pretty. And he says, woe to you, same thing, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You're like whitewashed tombs. Yeah. He said... You're beautiful on the outside, but inside you're full of bones yeah. and impurities. Yes. 
and he's got more. <laughs> like, I mean, could you imagine saying this? I mean, think about saying this to like Joe Manchin, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And the Pope at the same time, you know? It's like <laughs> Biden and all his cabinet. You just let them have it in their house. Like, this is this is the temple. You know, he's like standing on the capital steps. You know Somebody I mean? needs to, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, by claiming their ancestors were shedding the blood of prophets. Yeah. You know, they admitted that their ancestors, the other scribes and Pharisees before them, are the ones that have killed these prophets Amen. that have come yeah, in the right. name of the Lord. Amen. And he said, fill up then the measure of their sins. So all that blood, he said, you snakes and you brood of vipers, how can you escape being condemned to hell? Yeah. So Jesus Christ, I, I, I feel guilty reading that. <laughs> Jesus Christ is condemning these people. Uh, how, how do you plan on escaping hell? And he says uh, that he says I am sending you prophets, sages, and scribes to save you guys, and you kill them and crucify them and flog them, hunt them down. So the blood of all the righteous, from Abel to Zechariah, that's A to Z. Yeah. Also, that's kind of weird how that worked yeah. out. <laughs> it good, like is that. on you. Yeah. You know, so all the blood of the righteous is on this generation. And he said, this is where he goes on to say, how I wanted to gather you, Jerusalem, mm-hmm. as a hen gathers her chicks, yeah. but you weren't willing. Amen. So that, that's, that's pretty harsh talk. But he left the temple, mm-hmm. and he was talking to his disciples um, while sitting on the Mount of Olives across from there. And he spoke to Peter and James and John and Andrew privately. He pulled them out. And he gave them a warning not to be deceived Amen. when they were asked, um, when, when they were asking him what signs to watch for for the end of ages. Because they're still trying to understand what's going on. Like, why are we flipping tables? And why are we actually laying down the law to these people right now? Like, You know that some of them had to be afraid. Simon Peter's probably excited as he could be. He's probably happy to do it. Um, but Jesus told him, this is where he goes on to say there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. Um Terrifying sights, nations against nations, earthquakes, plagues, and famines. He goes through all that with them. Um, there's going to be terrifying sights from heaven, and these are all just the beginning of the labor pains. Okay, he's explaining that to them. And he said, you'll have opportunity, and this is crazy. I, I didn't know he said this at the end. He said, you'll have opportunity to bear witness through prosecution, persecution. So don't prepare a defense. And let the Holy Spirit speak through you. So all this stuff's going to come. You're going to be persecuted. Yes, sir. You're going to be, you know, beaten, whipped, and you're going to witness all this stuff. But don't defend yourself. Come on. Use that opportunity to glorify God. Amen. That's a big ask, yeah. you know. Yeah. 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 Amen. Um, it's hard. Yeah. It's very hard. That's very hard. Just late. There's no pride. There's no fighting back, verbally or physically. Because our, our battle's not with flesh and blood, right? That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so he said, this is an opportunity. Look at it like an opportunity. He said that you'll go on to be betrayed by your parents, your brothers, your friends. Many will fall away. Love of many will grow cold. And I, I know I've experienced that you know, in my life is, you know, just because of the path that we've decided to start walking. Uh, but the one who endures will be saved. So hang in there. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, he goes on and says, when you see the abomination of desolation, 
And I didn't know what in the world he was talking about. But what this was at the time, the abomination of desolation, was pagans were having sacrifices in the temples. Yeah. I didn't know that. And, uh, you know, not to get political or anything, but you see now there's news articles. You can look it up on Google. The Church of Satan is offering to do abortions at, you know, with their own private clinics, their own doctors, and keeping the, the, the infants that they, that they abort for their rituals. So they'll do a, a ritual sacrifice of a child to provide a service of abortion. It gets no more evil than that. No, no. I mean, that literally takes away any of the, the murkiness of, you know, should you or shouldn't you. When the church of Satan offers to do it, Sorry. Amen. Amen. Um, there's going to be great distress and wrath. Woe to pregnant women and new mothers. Greater distress than ever. Don't fall for false prophets. People will faint from fear. Powers of the heavens will be shaken with signs. And that's going to be the sun, the moon, and the stars. Okay, you'll, there'll be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars. And then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, coming on the clouds with power and glory sending out angels with his trumpet and gathering the elect. No one knows the day or time except for God, and it will be like the days of Noah. In the days of Noah, there was no good on earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was just horrible. Mm-hmm. Everything around you was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes on to describe the rapture. Mm-hmm. You know, like two in the field, one's taken up, the other one's left behind. You know, he goes on to describe all that, and he says to watch out and to be alert. When the, son of God, when the Son of Man comes, he separates the sheep from the goats. He says to his sheep, Come, you who are blessed, and inherit the kingdom. And then he told them that he's going to be handed over after Passover from, for crucifixion in two days. So he, he lays all that out, tells them what to watch for, and then goes ahead and tells them, you know, in layman's terms, I'm, I'm about to be. They're going to get me. So Wednesday comes. Okay, the next day. This one's real short. Wednesday, they refer to as Spa Wednesday. Nobody really wonders why. <laughs> you know, um, the spa chief. Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Spa Wednesday. It's when the chief priests and the elders they've assembled in the courtyard of Caiaphas, the high priest that year, um, and they conspired to arrest and kill Jesus. Yeah. Well, at this time, a lot of people think that it's after. Passover. But it's at this time that Satan enters Judas. Um, and he went away from the twelve and he made a deal for 30 pieces of silver. And we'll get into what that all those details are too in a minute. And then they waited for a time for Jesus to be without a crowd. And Judas, who's been with him, he knows where he goes every evening. He knows what they're doing. So that's that's the main gist of Wednesday. I imagine Jesus is in the temples, you know. The chief priests have backed off because they're out here conspiring. Mm-hmm. They're making their plans, and Jesus is just doing Jesus stuff, you know. Yeah. He's just healing people and being yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thursday comes around, and we call it Maundy Thursday. M-A-U-N-D-Y Thursday. And Maundy is a derivative of the Latin word mandatum. Mandatum is Latin for a command. So it's Jesus is given his command on Thursday. 
Okay? Um, he gives it at the Last Supper. So on the first day of unleavened bread, they prepared the meal. Jesus told them exactly where to go, who to meet, where to go prepare it at, take, you know, send them up to the upper room, okay, in Jerusalem. Uh, out, sorry, in Mount Zion, which is outside the walls of Jerusalem. It's the same upper room that they're going to be in later in Acts 2. Um, I didn't know this either. The upper room is above the tomb of David. Where, wow. da- where David's laid to rest, the room above it is the upper room. Wow. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's it. That's um, and some say that Nicodemus or Joseph of Arimathea, one or the other of them, is who owned that upper room. Uh, Nicodemus was a chief Pharisee yeah. in, in the Sanhedrin. Like, he was a high priest. Yeah. And Joseph of Arimathea, he was part of the Sadducees. So they were both very high-ranking people, and they both believed. Amen. But Praise they, God. Praise the Lord. They didn't go. Um, so at supper, the devil was already in the heart of Judas, and uh, all the disciples started getting stirred up. They started arguing with each other about who's the better disciple, you know, who's the highest-ranking one of the, of the gang there. Um, it's kind of weird. It's like de- the devil was messing with all of them. It's exactly, what it, was. it was just stirring them up. Yeah. And so what Jesus does is he gets up, ties on his apron, and he gets down and he starts washing the disciples' feet. I know. Don't do that. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> it's, it's, look, I read through this this morning, and it, it took me like an hour and fifteen minutes, and only cried three times. <laughs> so, so, it is. It's hard, you know, to think about it because it's just so real. But Simon Peter, he tried to pass. He's like, you know, don't wash my feet, Jesus. I, I don't deserve it. And Jesus told him, if you don't let me do this, you have no part of me. So he said, don't stop at my feet. <laughs> wash my hands. I'm washing my head, too. You know, just, just get me all good. Amen. Um, and Jesus explained to him that if he can wash their feet, they can wash each other's feet also. Amen. And that it was to explain about being a servant. Yep, lead by example. Be a servant for the Lord. Uh, they had been quarreling and all that. That that seemed to have squashed it. And Jesus says that not all of them, but one of them is going to fulfill the prophecy that we have next. If anybody wants to take Psalm 41, Psalm 41, verses 9 and 10. Be gracious to me and raise me up that I may repay you. Amen. Uh, raise his heel against me. I looked that up. That's a very unique phrase, right? Raise your heel. Mm-hmm. Well, when I looked it up, I think that maybe this is the only time it's ever said or something because raised heel means sold as an enemy and treated treacherously. Wow. So, I mean, that's about as blunt and direct as it can be. Sold out as an enemy. So it's definitely fulfilled. And so everybody then, when he says that somebody's going to sell me out and fulfill this prophecy, everybody's like, oh, not me. You know, not me, Lord. Yeah. And Jesus told them, no, it's going to be the ones who, who, who dipped in this bread with me. It's going to be that guy. Yeah. And they're all, not me, not me. And then Judas is like, not me, right? Yeah. You know? 
And uh, <laughs> Jesus is like, you know, first he says, you know, it would be better if you hadn't been born, the one who betrays me. It would be better for you if you hadn't even been born. And Judas is like, well, no, it wasn't me. And Jesus gave him the dipped bread. You know, like you're busted. Yeah. And after Judas ate it, Satan moved in and Jesus told him, what you're doing, do quickly. Yeah. And I still don't know if he was talking to Judas or if he was talking to Satan when he said that. I don't know. But Jesus then told him, you know, where he's about to go, they can't go with him. Amen. And to love one another as he has, by that others will know that they are the disciples of Jesus if they love. And that's that's why they call it Maundy Thursday. That's the, the command that he gave them. You know, to go forward and love one another as he has and let other people see but the goodness they do and give glory to God. Amen. And, uh, you know, Peter insists that he's not going to fall away because he said, where I go, you can't go. Peter's all decided that's not going to happen. And Jesus warned Peter that Satan has asked to sift him yeah. like wheat. Yeah. He asked. He asked for Peter to sift him like wheat. Yeah, desired you. That's right. Yeah, yes, he's going to shake him down. Yeah. And Jesus said that he prayed for Peter's faith that it wouldn't fail, and that when he comes back, yeah. he'll be able to strengthen others. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like the devil was moving through all the disciples. Yeah, he's, he got them all mad. <laughs> he already did what he did with uh, with Judas, and he now he's wanting a piece of Peter. Yeah. He's he's after everybody. Yeah. So, you know. He warned Peter at that time, too, because he's like, of course not. I would never. He's like, you know, you're going to deny me three times before yeah. the rooster crows twice. Yes. That's where that happened. Yeah, Amen. Amen. He told him, you know, get your gear and your money, because he sent him out before with nothing, not even a second tunic, just go out. But this time he said, get your gear, get your money. If you have to sell your robe or your cloak to buy a sword, do it. You know, this is the time. So then they had supper. Um, as they ate, Jesus took the bread, he gave thanks and praise, and he said, eat of all of you and eat from this, or take this all of you and eat from it, this is my body which will be given up for you. And then he took the cup, and he said, this is the cup of my blood, the blood of the new and everlasting covenant, it'll be shed for you and for all, so that sins may be forgiven. And he said, do this in memory of me. Um, the one who believes in me will also do the works I do in greater. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do so that the Father is glorified in the Son. If you love me, then keep my commands. And the Father will send the Spirit of truth to be with you forever. Amen. The Spirit will teach you all things and remind you um, that what I said all in all truth. So be courageous, for I have conquered the world. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now the world we know was the devil. The devil is the god of this world. That's right. Lowercase g. Yes. But Jesus is letting them know it's going to be all right. Amen. Um, Jesus spoke, and he looked up into heaven, and he said the high priestly prayer at that time. Now, at first, I thought I was going to stand up here and read all of John chapter 17, but that's a, <laughs> well, it's a it's a good prayer, you know. Yeah. That would take a long time. This is already a long a long thing. So I. I tried to condense um, a couple of lines in John 17. If you all wanted to read it on your own or whatever, um, Jesus prays for you specifically Come on. in John 17. 
uh, it's a really important chapter in his Bible. They're all important, but John 17 is special. Um, but some of the, the key things that I, I took out of there is he tells the Lord when he's praying, he says, I have glorified you by completing your work. Glorify me with the glory I had before the world was formed. I revealed you to who you told me to. They believed that you sent me. I pray not only for these people, but also for those who believe in me through their word. So right there, that's us. Because we believe in Jesus through the word of the apostles that got passed down. Right? So may they all be as one as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. And then when he finishes prayer... He followed it up with a hymn. So he sang a hymn, which was traditional back then. After the Passover feast, after they ate, they would sing the Hallel, which is Psalms 113 through 118. Um, I listened to it. It doesn't sound very pretty, but, you know, it's a traditional song, you know. So it's, it's, it's those five or six psalms if you want to read those, 113 to 118. And then he went with the disciples back to the Mount of Olives to the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, he told the disciples there, this is still Thursday. Okay, this is still Thursday. It's in the evening. Thank you, Lord. Um, he told the disciples to pray not to fall into temptation and stay there while he goes to pray. Now, I'm not sure exactly what time they, they ate or whatever else. But you know all this stuff happens before Good Friday. Mm-hmm. Friday doesn't really start until 6 a.m. Friday. Okay? Um, which is 6 a.m. Friday is 11 p.m. Thursday for us. They're seven hours ahead of us in, in Jerusalem. So as this is going on, like right now, for us, it's 8.30-ish at night. So it's about 3.30 in the morning there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just hours off of being right where Jesus is at during that time right now. Yeah. Um, that, that just makes it more intense. So he tells them, stay here while I go and pray. And then he took Peter and James and John with him. And he told them, I'm grieved to the point of death. So st- to stay with me. And uh, then he goes off about a stone's throw away from them. And he falls on his face and prays to God there. Yeah. But was he grieved over Jerusalem? Was he grieved because he's afraid to die? Was it the man in him that was afraid? Or was he grieving because he knew that God was about to turn his face? Amen, I believe that. Amen. Because yes, never before. what is hell but the absence of God, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to face hell on earth. Jesus takes all of our sins. So when he's on that cross, he is sin. Amen. And now he's going to have to face hell by not having the Father with him. Amen. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. But where am I at here? Yep, he went a little further away. He, he laid down and he cried out to, to God. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. My Father, if you're willing, let this cup pass from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. And then he went to the disciples and they were passed out of sleep. And he said, not one hour. Like, I can't leave you alone for an hour. Yeah. You're doing this. Pray not to be tempted. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Amen. And he's going back a second time to pray. And this time he goes back and says, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, then let your will be done. 
and he goes back. And again, they're passed out of sleep. Um, he woke them up. They couldn't hold their eyes up. You know, they, they had no explanation. They were just busted. You know, they, they didn't get it. So he goes back a third time, same as before. And he comes back a third time, and they're asleep again, exhausted from their own grief. And he asks them, are you still resting? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can imagine if that was, you know, yeah. did he say it like, huh, thanks. Yeah. But he said, that's enough, because the time is near. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, my betrayer is near. And while he's saying that, Judas walks up. Judas walks up to him and, what does he say, like, rabbi or something, you know, gives him a big hug and kisses him. Yeah. And he asks him, he said, Judas, are you going to betray the son of man with a kiss? And he asked the crowd because Judas brings the mob. You know, he brings all these guys yeah. decked out. Was that when the, the, the power of God was so strong that it knocked them back? Yep. Yep, he asked him, he said, And Who? they still went on and done it anyway. Yeah. The idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it had to happen. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. he, he asked him right then, he said, Who are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I am he. Yeah, come on. Boom, they fell over like <laughs> yeah. bowling pins. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Lord. Scattered them. Yeah. And when they fell back, I don't know if it was, the it must have been the power of God. Yeah, yes. it was. You know? Yeah. He was like supercharged. Yeah. You know, he, he asked him again, and they said, Jesus and Nazareth, that's who we're after, you know. And he said, I told you I'm he, so let these people go. You know, come get me. And right then, where Simon Peter thought, this is my chance. So he whips his sword out, and he lops the guy's ear off. And Jesus stops that fight. Yeah. You know, heals the guy's ear. Yeah. And he says, don't you know, or don't you think that I could call down more than 12 legions of angels if I wanted to right now? So I thought, how many is in a legion, right? Yeah. One legion's five thousand troops. Wow. So that's over sixty thousand angels wow. that he could have called to his aid. Yeah. Right then, I, that could stop the world. Yeah. You know, yeah. sixty thousand yeah. angels. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing you can do about that. They, they, they could stop the world from turning. I believe <laughs> they, they wanted to. You know. Thank the Lord. Thank yeah. the Lord. Um, so he called them out too. You know, even while they got him. He said, you treat me like a criminal now, but you didn't say nothing when I was in the temple. Yeah. You didn't treat me like this in there. Yeah. Yeah. He said, but nevertheless, come and get me. You know, this is your hour and the dominion of darkness. Praise the Lord. And all the disciples deserted him. They ran off. It says that a certain young man was following, and he escaped naked. Mark. It was Mark. Yeah. It was in the book of Mark, and he called himself by a certain young man, you yeah. know, because he was. He was a young, he was like a teenager, I think, yeah. at the time. Um, he ran and, and lost his clothes. Yeah. I mean, that, you know. Yeah. Ran out of their butt naked. Yeah. <laughs> um, <coughs> yeah. It's interesting when you see these, because you, you can get a little glimpse of what the authors were like. Yeah. Like John, yeah. he called himself every time the one who Jesus loved. Yeah. Like like there was any that Jesus didn't love, you know, but he's like, oh, I'm the favorite, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> he was always on his wrist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always cuddling. Yeah. You know, I don't blame him. But at that time, Jesus was arrested. And this is, it's got to be close to like the middle of the night right now. Yeah. It's in the dark. Yeah. Um, first, the group took Jesus to Annas. Annas was the, the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year. Yeah. Okay, so they started questioning about his disciples. 
his teachings. And Jesus, again, I'm paraphrasing really bad, okay? But he said, I always spoke openly in the synagogues and temples yes, with all sir. the Jews around. Yes, Why sir. are you questioning me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, go ask them what I said. They know what I said. And that's when, when the official slapped him. And he said, if I spoke wrong, give evidence. Prove that I said something wrong. Otherwise, why are you hitting me? Mm-hmm. And so they saw that they weren't going to get anywhere with him. And they took him over to Caiaphas, to the actual house mm-hmm. uh, in the courtyard. And, and Peter and John were following along. John knew Caiaphas, so he went on into the courtyard. But Peter stayed back just a little bit. Um, the chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin, all the high priests, were, were trying to come up with a false testimony. So they were trying to come up, trying to, to get at him however they could. Yeah. They asked him flat out, are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? And Jesus said, you said it. I am. You know, that's two-word sentence. I am. I am. Yeah. And then he told them, you'll see the Son of Man at the right hand of power coming on the clouds of heaven. And Caiaphas freaked out. <laughs> tore his robes which was a major sin I didn't know that either when he tore his garment that was a seamless robe like a tunic that I believe was passed down like that was a sacred garment so when he tore that robe what I looked up and found online was doing that tearing the sacred robes he was doing it in front of God incarnate calling him a blasphemer but he was blaspheming by tearing up those garments. Yeah. And unbeknownst, unbeknownst to him, he was abolishing the Levitical priesthood at that moment mm. and turning over power of high priest to Jesus Christ. So he submitted his power mm-hmm. in his own anger, mm-hmm. in his own rage. And that's when they uh, that's when they blindfolded him and they assaulted him, they taunted him. And Jesus is out here, or Peter's out there the whole time you know, denying Jesus. The, the first time it was the doorkeeper said, "Aren't you one of the, one, aren't you one of the guys that's following Jesus?" And he's yeah. like, "No." Uh-uh. no and as soon as he did that, the rooster crowed the first time. Yeah. And then a, uh, a maid servant said, "I think I recognize you. I think you're one of the, the, you're one of those guys." And he's like, "No, I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> and so the third time he he's out there, and it was. Uh, I got it written down so I don't forget. It's a high priest servant that's related to the ear guy. Okay, so it's a guy that got his ear lopped off by him. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of his family members. Yeah. And he was like, I know it's you because you're also a Galilean. You know, yeah. your speech yeah. gives you what. Yeah. yeah, and he started to cuss and swarp at him. Yeah. yeah. But as soon as he started, that rooster crowed at second time. Yeah. And so he just broke down and started weeping and ran out of there. <laughs> And so that, that took us to the end of Thursday. So now we're getting into what we call Good Friday. So this is like, it's going on all night long. You know, there's no, there's no break. No rest. No rest. It's going straight into Friday. Um, and this is the part everybody's familiar with Good Friday. Um, everybody's familiar with from here on out what goes on. But I wanted to make sure I gave those details as much as I could. And uh, the next part won't go... As slow, but still a little slow. Not that slow. Um, it's just a hard part to talk about. You yeah. almost don't want to start on it. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't watch it either. I can't even watch it. I don't want to read about it. Either. Have you seen that movie, <laughs> The Passion of the Christ? Yes. Move. Yeah. It's good. 
a good movie, but it's hard to watch. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Thank I don't think I watched it really, the whole thing. You gotta watch it. You gotta put yourself through it one time. <laughs> I've done it twice <laughs> in my life. It, it's, it takes everything in you, yeah. but you gotta do it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. <I> don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna talk about it anyway. <laughs> All right. Every year's. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, cover your ears. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Here comes. Go in with the kids in. <laughs> uh, uh, parental discretion. Yeah. <clears throat> At daylight, the elders, the priests, the scribes, all of them, they took Jesus to the Sanhedrin. Okay, <laughs> these are the, the guys that are up there with Nicodemus level guys. Same thing, didn't matter. They wanted him dead. It didn't matter. He don't answer them. He's not going to cooperate. No. They knew what they were, they were going through the motions. Yeah. So Judas sees at this point that Jesus is condemned, and he gets guilt-stricken. He feels horrible. He goes back to the priests and the elders, Come on. throws the money back at him in the temple, and he said, "I can't do this. This is, you know, I can't take this money." And they said, "What's it to us? You know, you did what you're supposed to do. Get out of here." Both of them, yeah. Yep. Um, so Judas went out and he hung himself. The priests and elders took that blood money as they called it and they bought a potter's field as a burial place which actually fulfilled another prophecy if anybody would like to read it's back in Zechariah again it's chapter 11 verses 12 and 13 Yeah. Go ahead. 12 and 13? Yes, sir. Chapter 11? Yep. And I said unto them, If ye think good, give me my price. And if not, forbear. So they weighed for my price 30 pieces of silver. And the Lord said unto me, Cast it unto the potter a goodly price that I was prized at of them. Right. And I took the thirty pieces of silver and cast them to the potter in the house of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yep. Isn't yeah. that wild? It's just... Yeah, he, he's nailing everything. Yeah. So what basically is going on here, they assessed Jesus' worth <coughs> and dismissed him for thirty pieces of silver. Mm-hmm. And somebody took the bait. Yeah. But, but he had to. That's you know, what I was going to say. He had to. He had no choice. Um, he was born for that day. Right. He was born for that day. I'm just... Do you think he got forgiven? Yeah, that's my question. What happened to, the, to his soul? Oh, he committed suicide. I know, so, but he had the devil inside. I don't know. He repented after he had done it. He did. He did repent. So maybe he was forgiven. I mean... it's a, That's a hard call because... But that's why the Bible tells us His mercy, God's mercy and His, and his compassion is much higher than we can ever yeah. imagine. I mean, if you had the thought of, like, if you had the, the 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 equipment or the ability to be surprised, you would probably, when we get to glory, you're going to think, wow, you know, I didn't think He was going for you. But well, see, the, the only thing that made me wonder, you know, does He go to heaven? Is because Jesus tells it, it would be better for that one. 
if you've never, if you've been, never born. been born. But he was born for that day. Yeah. He was. Yeah, yeah, so, so you can't. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to say. It's tough. But, you know, if he repented, God's faithful, yeah. right? Yeah. God's mercy. He'll forgive. His mercy is new every day. I, mean, I believe he loved Jesus. I, I do. Yeah. I believe he loved him just like the other disciples. Yeah. But then when that happened, the devil took over. The devil worked through him. Yeah. It's a good question. Yeah. Um, who knows? We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll find out. I think, like, we feel like, <clears throat> I know I've heard that, you know, someone commits suicide, then, you know, they didn't get a chance <clears throat> to repent, so they'll, they'll be in hell. But, and that might be true. Maybe that was Judas' fate. But God is the one that makes that decision. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's we right. don't get to say that just because that's what we've learned. All right. That's I true. think God makes his decision on every single that's soul up, that's up and how he wants that's to do it. I'm not, I can't say where anybody goes. Yeah. So you took that for me. Thank you, Sam. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, but I looked up a little bit on this. One, I looked up what in the world they were talking about, the third piece of the silver, and that was you know, that, that verse in Zechariah didn't make a whole lot of sense. I had to go back and read four or five verses ahead of it, work my way back down to it to make it. But uh, that's what it was doing. It was an assessment of worth and then dismissal. Like, that's enough for you. You're bought. Mm-hmm. You know, you're bought off. Yeah. But a potter's field, I'm not sure what that was either. But that's just clay-rich land that they used to make pottery out of. It was a potter's field. Mm-hmm. But they also used that same land to bury the poor people and the foreigners that weren't from that area. They put them out in the potter's field because it's all just clay dirt. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So then the assembly then took Jesus to Pilate, who was the governor, Pontius Pilate. And Pilate asked, what's up? You know, what's going on here? And they said they wanted Jesus put to death, but they can't because of Jewish law. They wanted, they wanted Pilate to do it. So they started trumping up charges, uh, misleading him, said that he was opposed to taxes, um, that he was claiming to be Messiah, a king. You know, just whatever they thought would stir a governor. Mm-hmm. And Jesus didn't defend himself. And Pilate couldn't believe that, so he took Jesus in private. And he said, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said, why do you ask? Basically, you know. And Pilate said, they handed you over to me, so what did you do? And paraphrasing again, Jesus explained that his kingdom is not of this world. And Pilate said, so you are a king. And Jesus said to him, so you say so. I was born for this and to testify the truth. And Pilate, you know, is a little philosophical, I think, at that point. You know, he's a Roman, so he says, what is the truth? Mm -hmm. You know, he walks out. And he goes to the the Jews and said that he found no grounds. You know, but they kept pushing and lying. So Pilate found out that he was from Galilee. And that was under jurisdiction of Herod. So he sent him down there to meet Herod. Herod was excited. Herod wanted to meet Jesus. Yeah, he did. Because he wanted to see what kind of miracles he could see. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So he was, he was pumped for it. Yeah. And then Jesus wouldn't talk to him. Yeah. So he got mad. Yeah. And they dressed Jesus up in those big bright purple robes and started mocking him. And at that point, they just sent him back. Back to Pilate. And it says in the Bible that at that point, Herod and Pontius Pilate became friends. I guess it was because they both were fond of Jesus. 
you know, and neither one could find them and fall in. Yeah. But before that, they were opposed to each other. They didn't like each other. Let's see. So, at that point, when they go back to Pilate, he leveled with the, the mob. You know, nobody's found Jesus guilty of anything. And he offered to whip him to make them happy and then release him. And then he realized, you know, this is the festival. He has a custom. He lets a prisoner go. Let me try this route. So do you want Jesus, who's done nothing wrong to you guys? Amen. Or do you want Barabbas, who's a murderer, killed people in a rebellion, yeah. the scum of the earth? Which one do you want? Yeah. And they said, well, we'd rather have Barabbas. You know, crucify that man. And he knew that it was because they were envious of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so... There was a lot of back and forth with him. He kept trying to release him, and ultimately, they they threw Caesar up in his face, and he kind of had to at that point. Um, mm-hmm. His wife came to him. Pilate's wife yeah. said, "Whatever you do, don't hurt this righteous man, yeah, because." Didn't she have a dream? Yep. Yeah. She said, "I had a dream." I was very troubled in my dreams, so whatever you do, don't hurt this man. I suffered terribly, is how she worded it. So Pilate tried three times back and forth, and they kept shouting, crucify him. So he took him and had him whipped. He took a, uh, what was it, a company of soldiers, and they took Jesus out and had him flogged. Okay? A company is 80 men. <laughs> That's hard, man. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Jesus. You all know the details. I, I ain't going to get yeah. into it. Um, <laughs> no, but they twist up that crown of thorn and they beat that onto his head. Yeah. And they, you know, they hit and spit and mocked. And they got on their knees and they they mocked like they were praying to him and yeah. um, calling him the King of the Jews. It was really a dominion of darkness. Yeah. That's exactly what that was. Yes, it was. Um, but while he's beaten and bloodied and bruised, Pilate took him back to him. They said, here is your man. Take him. There's no reason to kill him. I've humiliated him. I've, I've beat him. And they said, crucify him. And he said, do it yourself. I'm done. And they wouldn't do it. And uh, they said, we have this law that he claims he's the son of God. And when they said that, that put fear into Pontius Pilate. Because then he knew oh, man. who he had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah, so he pulled Jesus back in private again. Uh, Jesus is beat half to death here, but he pulled him back in private again, and he says, who are you? Um, Jesus. Where are you from? And you know I have the authority to release you or to crucify you right now. So just, you know, he's begging. And Jesus said, you would have no authority over me at all if it wasn't given to you from above. <laughs> yes, come on. Praise the and Lord. So Pilate kept, Pilate kept trying to release him. But like I said, they threw Caesar up, and they know Romans, they got to follow this Caesar. Yeah. Um, and they were threatening, you know, a little bit of a rebellion was coming up, a riot was coming up. Like it was just getting real amped up out there. So he literally goes outside, Pilate does, and he washed his hands in a basin. And he said that my blood, you know, my hands are clean. The blood is on you. Amen. And that crowd said, his blood be on us and our children. Yes, they did. <laughs> they cursed themselves and their kids. Yes, yes they did. Um, 
So they took him to crucify. They took Jesus out to Golgotha on the road. Um, he was pulling his cross, and he, a man was forced to help him. Simon of Cyrene um, carried the cross behind Jesus as they went up. Women along the way were mourning. And Jesus told them, don't weep for me, but for yourselves and your children. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Days are coming when they'll say, blessed are women without children whose wombs never bore. And they'll beg for mountains and hills to fall on them. Amen. So they, they brought Jesus to Golgotha, which means a place of the skull. And they crucified him between two common thieves. Two common criminals yes. uh, right around nine o'clock Friday morning which will be two o'clock tonight 2 a.m. so if you wake up around two or three o'clock in the morning just have that on your heart mm -hmm. you know at this time that Jesus was on the cross yeah. um, with a sign Pontius Pilate made in every common language of that area that could be read by everybody so this is Jesus of Nazareth the king of the Jews. So he, he named him as king. Yeah. And that really irritated the Pharisees. And that. You know, they, yeah. they didn't want him to be called the king. Mm -hmm. But he said, I said what I said. Amen. You know, he left it up there. Um, once Jesus, Jesus was, was up on the cross, he asked God, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Amen. And the soldiers beneath him cast lots. Like they gambled for his tunic. You know, it's like drawing straws. Yeah. Who gets to keep the tunic? And they divided these clothes up between, between the four of them. And that fulfilled a prophecy. Um, if anybody wants to read Psalm 22, 18. shows that God really does know the end from the beginning, right? Because how long ago did... That's probably David that wrote that psalm. Yeah, he wrote like 1,500 psalms, so it's probably him that wrote that. Yeah. How long before this crucifixion did David write that? About a thousand years. About a thousand years. Yes. And God knew it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? That's, um, that no, and no matter what the obstacles were, were or what route that took, you know, they bounced him back like a ping pong ball, you yeah. know? Yeah. Between governors and stuff. God's will is still being done. There's no stopping it. You know, Bob, real quick, that, it just it strengthens your faith to know that no matter what things happen, no matter how long the time is from one to the other, God's plan and purpose is right on time. Yeah. It's right on time. I mean, Amen. It's, it's never going to be any earlier. It's not going to be any later. It's going to be just perfect, mm -hmm. the perfect timing that God has in store for us. Sure. Four days later, still on time. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And, you know, while he's up there on the cross, people are still taunting him. They're saying, if you're the son of God, come down and save yourself. Yeah. You know, people passing by were saying that. Priests were saying that. They were calling themselves priests yeah. and scribes. And they were talking about it. I couldn't see, I couldn't watch anybody go through that. Yeah. But they were doing it and taunting him on top of it. Even one of the, so, even one of the criminals up there, if you're the son of God, hop off here. Yeah. You know, and the other... Yeah, you know, one of the other criminals rebuked him. Yeah. You know, he said, how dare you, you know? And he asked Jesus, you know, remember me 
when you go into your kingdom. Yeah. And right then, Jesus told him, you'll be with me today. <laughs> you know, he skipped the altar. He yeah. skipped baptism. Yeah. He went right. He went straight to the, the glory land because he had faith that he confessed it. And that was Romans 10, 9, right? If you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. That's exactly what that criminal did. Yeah. I like the, and he was saved right there. I like the guy talking about that. He said, I can't wait to see the, 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 the guy on the cross that said, how did you get <laughs> Yeah. He goes, I don't know. He said, you don't know. How did you get here? He said, I don't know. Yeah. And he said, well, this is how, let me get the supervisor angel. <laughs> he said, how did you make it? And he said, the only thing I know. He said, the man in the middle cross told me I could come. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and uh, Praise the Lord. about noon, at, a, at around 12 o'clock, Jesus looked down, and there was Mary Magdalene, of course, his mom, and his aunt, and John. And he introduced his mom to John. Yeah. He said, there's a woman here is your son, and man here is your, your mother. And from that moment on, John took Mary into his home. Yeah, praise the Lord. Um, praise the Lord. From noon, from that point on, from noon to three o'clock in the afternoon, the, at the highest point of the day, everything went dark. Yes, praise God. Um, that's about three o'clock when Jesus cried out, "My God, My God, why have you forsaken me?" Yeah. Well, um, to be forsaken. Means to be abandoned. So everything went dark, and Jesus asked him, "Father, why did you abandon me?" And that's hell on earth, right? Yeah. Uh, he was. That was sin going to hell. There was weeping there. There was gnashing of teeth there. Come on. That was it. Yeah. Um. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, sir. And then it says that Jesus gave up his spirit and breathed his last. Yes. And suddenly, yes. <laughs> the power of God, so yes. everybody get an earthquake hit. And the curtain on the sanctuary split in two from top <laughs> to bottom. Yeah. And the rocks were split, and, and tombs busted open, yeah. and saints yeah. come out. Yeah. They rose and right. they went into the streets. Yeah. <laughs> into the town, and people were seeing him. Thank you, Jesus. And a centurion guard said, truly, this man was the son of God. Amen. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Lord. The Pharisees and you know that group, they requested to go ahead and finish up this crucifixion because they had Sabbath coming. Mm -hmm. So they requested that they go ahead and just break the legs of those who are still alive, hanging there on that cross, to go ahead and kill them a little bit faster. It's like so inhumane, yeah. but they didn't have to break Jesus' legs because he had already died. Amen. That was prophesied too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's in Psalm 34, <laughs> you, verse 20. That's right. 34, 20. Yep. Go ahead. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Amen. 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 Go ahead and go to Zechariah, because it says, But they pierced his side, yeah. and blood and water poured out. Amen. So Zechariah, chapter 12, verse 10. 
How was it that it was water? Separate from the flood? Or would you say it was 1412? Therefore, 1210. Was it blood and water or water and blood? Yeah. 1210. It's a, it's a, uh, I read about this somewhere, where a sack formed of fluid yeah. from where he was hung. And his, like, it, it was below the heart, more down here. So when they stuck a spear up there, it did that. It went first. through that fluid first. Wow. Wow. And it said, I, And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the mountains and the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications. And they shall took, look upon me whom they have pierced. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And then that evening, just before Sabbath, because Sabbath starts Friday at sunset. So this is Friday between 3 and sunset. Mm -hmm. You know, whenever that timeline is. A couple of hours. Joseph of Arimathea of the Sanhedrin, boldly went forward to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. He said, I got a place, brand new, fresh tomb. I'm going to take him. And he let him take him. And Nicodemus come down with 75 pounds of myrrh and aloes. Wow. And the Marys came too. Yeah. You know, there, there's like two or three Marys yeah. that came in too. And they wrapped him and they buried him in that fresh tomb according to custom. And they set it with a great stone. Now the next day, the Pharisees were still nervous. They knew that Jesus had said that he was coming back in the third day, that he was going to raise again. So the Pharisees were like, well, you know in the back of their head, they, they knew that was going to happen. Yeah. But they're like, well, maybe robbers will come. You know, So how about we put some guards out there? And they convinced them to put guards out there and to seal the tomb. right? Put a seal, like a wax seal, I guess. Over the over the tomb, to, so there's no nobody's gonna mess with it. <laughs> now, I can't promise it. I don't know for sure, but I would imagine that they wouldn't settle for a couple of rookie guards, all right? They're not gonna let some rookie cops go out there. These guys have already <laughs> made this much trouble. Yeah. They're gonna take some old hard-nosed vet guards and put them out there. People will just be scared to look at. Yeah. You know, just go guard that tomb. And uh, they they left it there. But once Sabbath was over. When it was still dark, so this is going to be sometime Saturday night into Sunday morning. Mary Magdalene and the women, they were, they were all going to go to, to take care of the body, to anoint the body. And meanwhile, while they're getting together, another earthquake, yeah. another earthquake hits. Um, That's interesting. This time... You know, the earthquake hit, another tomb was opened, mm-hmm. another saint came out. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, but this earthquake was because an angel of the Lord descended. Yeah. And that's what it says. Now, the first earthquake happened when the Spirit of the Lord went up. Yeah. This time, an angel of the Lord come down, yeah. and another earthquake hit. Yeah. And 
when he came down, he rolled the stone away. These guards fell over like dead men, knocked out cold, yeah. scared to death. They said that the appearance of that angel was like lightning. So I don't know how scary that is. I don't know what that even means. Was he on fire? Did he have fire in his eyes? You know, his his garments, they said, were white as snow. But the guards fell over. Mary Magdalene got there early. It's still dark. She sees the stone out of place. But, you know, at that time, she hadn't seen nothing else. You know, so she she freaks out. Somebody stole Jesus. So she runs back to tell Peter and John. Um... While she's gone, the other women, you know, they poke around. They look inside there, and two angels appeared, dazzling clothes. And they bowed down at their feet, and the the angel said, Don't be afraid. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? (laughs) He's not here. Thank you, Lord. For he has risen. Right? So they ran out to tell the 11 that's left, right? So they run out. Peter and John get into a foot race, and John wrote this, so of course he beat Peter. Uh, I'm sure he did, but uh, but Peter didn't stop running. Yeah. Peter ran on into the tomb. Yes, he did. Um, to check out the scene. You know, Peter's a little bit older than John. I like to throw that out there. I mean, John might be a little young. You know, he was a little faster. But when Peter goes in there, the only the linen and the head wrap were there. And there's been a lot of people to already talk about and explain how that was laid there and how that, what that could mean. But they still didn't understand the scripture about raising from the dead. Mm. I guess that's just too much for them to comprehend. Yeah. And if we really thought about it, 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 would, would, be it would be for us yeah. too. Like, who in the world would they? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, there's there's no way. Yeah. As much as I love Jess, she's like, I swear to you, I'm coming up in three days. I'm like, <laughs> she's crazy. <laughs> you know, right, right here at the end, she lost her mind. You know? figured they wouldn't be surprised, though, after everything they've seen. You would, you would think. I mean, he raised Lazarus up right in front of a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, they still couldn't wrap, wrap their head around it, so they go back to the upper room, you know, defeated. Jesus is gone. Only his garments are here. Mary's outside of the, the tomb crying. And she looked in. Bam, two more angels again. Now, why weren't they there for John and Peter? But they said, woman, why are you crying? Thank you, Lord. And she said, they took my Lord, and I don't know where he, where he's at. You know, She was unfazed, I guess, by these being angels. Yeah, you know? yeah. like She didn't fall to her feet or fall on their feet and worship him or anything. She just said, you know, I don't know where my God is. And then she sees a gardener outside, yeah. and he says, woman, why are you crying? Yeah, come on. And Mary says, Tell me where you put him, and I'll I'll, I'll go get him. <laughs> yeah, come on, thank you, Lord. And <laughs> whoo, thank you, Lord. Jesus said to her, Mary. <laughs> That's all he had to say. That's all he had to say. And then there's a celebration, you know. Yeah. She, she yeah. falls all you, over him. <laughs> whoo, thank you, Lord. And thank he tells you her, you know, don't cling to me. Yeah. No. Go tell the others. Yes. She does, and they don't believe. Her. <laughs> so the other women. They were scrambling, you know, because this is everybody's just Come going on. about their way, you know. Yeah. Everybody's freaking out. Jesus pops up to them and he says, "Greetings." Yeah. And you know they fell to his feet, and he tells them, you know, paraphrasing again, "Go get the boys, and I'll meet them in Galilee." So they go up there, and the boys don't believe them. Yeah. Come on. And then they're on the road. Was it Emmaus? Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? 
Good. And he went with these guys. He walked with them, talked with them, ate dinner with them. Yeah. You know, and then he disappeared. And they're like, why the hell is Jesus? <laughs> yeah. You know, so they went and they told me <laughs> that. And they did not believe them either. So everybody's saying, you know, we saw Jesus. It's the third day. He, he rose again. And they're like, no, it didn't happen. So Jesus appeared right in the middle of them while they were talking about it. <laughs> Here I am. He says, peace to you. They thought Jesus was a ghost, yeah. and they got scared. Yeah. Uh, it's like, how many times do we pray for something? Yeah. You know, yeah. we say we believe it's yeah. going to happen, and then we don't even recognize it when it's in front of us. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But, Thank you, Lord. so, he's, he said, I'm hungry. You got what you got to eat. You know, they gave him a piece of fish, and he ate with them. So now they know he's not a ghost. Yeah. And now they believe that it's Jesus. Yeah. And he said, peace, <laughs> peace be with you. As the Father sent me, I'll also send you. And then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Yes, amen. So Jesus went on to appear several more times over the next couple of days. Uh, eight or ten days, I believe it was. He met them you know, at the sea. And he met them in Galilee. And that's when he charged them with the Great Commission. You know, and I'm paraphrasing all of his words. And I... I don't mean any disrespect by that, but he said, go tell the world, yes. you know, to, to be saved, to be baptized, to drive out demons, Come on. speak in new tongues, yes, amen. not amen. to be harmed by snakes or yeah. poisonous drinks, <laughs> yeah. lay hands on the sick, and do it in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, man. And remember, I am with you yes. always yes. and to the end of the age. Thank you, Jesus. And then he ascended to the Father. And that's where I stopped it. <laughs> that's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want more content, if you want to submit your own story to be on the show, if you want to listen to past episodes, or if you want to donate to the show, you can do all of that through thebumppodcast.com. So just go there. Uh, explore the website, check it all out. If you want to sign up to be a member, it's super cheap. It's just $1.75 a week. You can cancel at any time. Get in on uh, all the, the new, latest, and greatest stuff we have going on. All right, so again, thanks for listening. I love you. God bless. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're like me and you like to go camping, hiking, hunting, um, just be prepared in general, then uh, I recommend you check out Squatch Survival Gear. Their packs are 100% made in America. Each component on the packs are American made. It's a veteran owned company out of Texas. Um, it's my buddy Chris. He started this out of personal experience. Um, in his military service, he, he fashioned these packs, you know, off of packs that he used that he had to modify to make them something that, uh, is more, more convenient, easier to carry, less of a load on your body and the, let the pack do the work. They're amazing. I own two. I have the, uh, 
the Rock Ape, and the Mothman pack. I love them. They're the best bags I've ever had in my life. These bags are bomb-proof. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. Plus, they're comfortable. When I have them on, I can carry around. I can hike with 25, 30 pounds, and it, it doesn't strain my body. The pack does the work. Um, you have to see them for yourself. So go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com to check them out. If you decide to, to purchase one of these bags, use my promo code. It's 23BUMP this year. Okay? It's 23BUMP. Use that promo code and it'll save you 15% site-wide. These, these are packs of all sizes. You know, if you want something, you know, small everyday carry, or if you want some kind of a uh, go bag, like a, I'm not coming home bag, he's got them. Check them out, SquatchSurvivalGear.com, promo code 23BUMP. With his Yeah. 
personally ready to submit your life to God and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The book of Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says it really simply that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's that simple. To be born again, to start a new life as a child of God, to join God's army, to rise up against the evil forces that you know are all around you. You don't have to do it alone. I love you. Jesus loves you. And may God bless you.
Better days. Better days.